Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. What is up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. We are back with another episode of the Team Building Podcast, where you learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. And we have a phenomenal guest here with us today. And we're talking about how to set yourself up and take advantage of the slow season to kill it in 2019 and actually to finish the year strong. So we've got a bunch of fun stuff to get into. We have Bird joining us from Badat Loop, and we're going to talk about what some of the top teams in the country. We're going to talk about what Jeff's team is doing in Omaha. So as always, a fun and contact-packed episode for you today. First of all, Jeff Cohen, the man, the myth, the legend uh, with your with your legendary time-shifted eight-minute workouts. Jeff, what's up today? <laughs> what's up, you guys? Super jacked about today. I was just letting these guys know off-air. Just got done with a bike ride and a hot tub session. I like to do my meditation in the hot tub. Matt's making a joke at me um, about my Facebook post last week. I did a quick CrossFit post that lasted like one minute, and it was only an eight-minute workout segment. There were multiple segments on top of each other, and I got a lot of beef from people saying, wow, great workout, man. You did one set. <laughs> So it was a good workout. You guys would be impressed. Go check out the post. But super excited about today's content. Um, Bird with Dotloop is amazing. She has access to tons of top teams across the country and knows their platform inside and out. And I'm really excited for her to shed some knowledge on us in terms of contract to close and everything Dotloop's doing right now. So let's dive right into it. Bird, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me here today. Yeah, I work with a ton of teams. Um, Basically, we hear that across the nation, no matter what, Q4 just tends to be slow. So I wanted to dig in and chat a little bit today about how do we take advantage of Q4 and how do we keep up sales or prepare ourselves for uh, for Q1 of 2019? I can't believe it's here already. Yep. Great topic. I know this is a huge challenge for lots of teams. And I think the biggest thing is if you're working month after month and you're barely making ends meet in the in the hot months, you're probably going to go into the negative in the slow months. And so the first thing is understand your numbers, you know, be prepared, know that it's going to slow down a little bit. Um, over the last seven years, our fourth quarter has always been our slowest quarter. And so we know I have to save, obviously, to know what my my nut is every month. I have to have that money in reserve to help cover it so I'm not having to dip into my savings, um, you know, into my lines of credit, et cetera, when it comes to October through February. So I want to first define for everyone listening, like, why do we think that things slow down a lot in the fourth quarter? And I think it's kind of obvious. There's some holidays in the fourth quarter. Um, I was talking off air, but uh, there's Halloween. Then you've got Thanksgiving. You've got Christmas. Even if you don't celebrate it, you can't get away from it culturally in the U.S. And then you've got New Year's. So it's all these great reasons not to work, all these great excuses to not call people because you don't want to bother them. And I think that a lot of agents just kind of want to take off that time. What are your guys' thoughts? So what's uh, what, what's your, like, how do you have, Bert, let's talk about the mindset a little bit. So, like, what do you see top team leaders when they approach the fourth quarter? How are they approaching it mindset-wise? Are they Do they approach it like it's going to be slow? Are they trying to prevent that entirely and try to make it a very strong finish and keep, you know, keep up with the summer months? Or they go into it expecting there to be a slow time? It's a great question. Coming from the dot loopers actually Q4 is our busiest season when it comes to sales. We have more teams and more brokerages jumping on. 
So what we're seeing when I'm out there talking to people in the field is they're actually starting to look at their business as a business. In the busy season, they're kind of just taking things with stride, kind of doing things as quickly as possible. Once they slow down, they have the opportunity. Let's evaluate our tech stack. Let's evaluate our budget for next year. What's marketing look like? They're actually deep diving into all these subjects to prep themselves. Those are the most successful people we see are the ones that are saying, are my systems working? What did I fail at this year? And what can I do better next year? I love bird that I love bird that you're saying that because that's exactly what I've experienced as well with our coaching clients. We bring on a lot of people in the fourth quarter, and it's because they're choosing to finally take the time to self-actualize and make certain business decisions rolling into 2019 so they can better position themselves for success. The only struggle I've seen with that, especially when it comes to software companies, is if it's a slow market and agents are going into the fourth quarter, sometimes that's when people choose to cancel contracts and, and pull out of of their business. Have you guys seen any trends with that at Dotloop? Well, yeah, I mean, the, like I said, it's when people, it's when people evaluate, right? It's when they see what's working and what's not. So if it's not working for them, it isn't. Um, here we have an extremely low turnover, so we don't see that as much. But I think it's funny because American society has this thing in, in Q1, right? January is when you set all of your, all of your resolutions for the year. This is like when we really dive in and evaluate Real estate, you cannot be that person. If you wait till January to really evaluate what you're doing, you're too late. Yep. You're way behind the curve. So right now is really the perfect time. Yeah. And, you know, speaking to that over the last seven years, we've tracked how long it takes a lead to incubate. And this is a lead from your sphere and a lead from the Internet and a lead from outbound prospecting like open houses. And the average lead from the day we put them into our CRM and we happen to use Boomtown to the day it goes under contract is six months. So speaking to your point, if you do nothing in the third and fourth quarter and then January one, you're like, I'm going to dominate. You probably aren't going to dominate until the summer. So you need to stay on it all fall. And that's a big emphasis that our team puts on. I know this is one of your questions is what can we do as team leaders and individual agents? Number one is time blocking. Make sure you always time block for the number one activity. And for an agent still in production, that's prospecting. Even though it's Thanksgiving, you can prospect. Even though it's Halloween, you can prospect. Even though it might be cold out in your marketplace or so there might be snow on the ground, there's still people willing to move. So you can't stop doing that key that key function. And even if that person's not ready to do anything in the fourth quarter or even the first quarter, you're now lining up those opportunities for quarter two and quarter three of 2019. Hmm. Love it. So getting back to the like the going deep on the marketing plan a little bit. So what does anything change, Jeff, with your team's marketing systems? Do you shift anything in the slower months to set yourself up for like yeah. a busy spring? You know, a lot of agents throw the word around marketing. What we do for our marketing is we've partnered with Viral Marketing, getviral.com, V-Y-R-A-L. And they send out an email two times a month. And I know, Matt, you're familiar with their product and so is Bird. It works really well just to stay in contact with our, our clientele. The only thing that we would change is the messaging for the fall months, speaking to the fact that it's fall, that it's cold outside, maybe giving them tips on winterizing their, the property or anything in regards to that, but no, from an overall market, our budget or our spend for lead generation, we keep that constant year round. And that's a strategy I would recommend to anyone listening is pick a budget for the year, divide it by 12 months and keep that budget the same. And I've heard of people increasing or decreasing um, dependent on which quarter they're in. I like to just keep it constant, especially when most of our spend is coming from our marketing service agreement partners. It would become convoluted to expect them to change their market spend depending on which month we're in. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. It's basically a dollar cost averaging, right? It's going to pay off in the end. Anyway, yep. so which we, is, we do. Yeah, I mean, 
We do $10,000 a month, and that's going to Google Ads, Facebook Ads, um, Craigslist, and a couple other different vehicles that drive leads to our bottom line. We're averaging 2,000 leads a month. And the interesting thing is the lead count doesn't really change. When you have a systematic lead approach like we do, where you're spending, a majority of your money is being spent to generate leads rather than them, those leads being created organically, uh, we're, we find that month after month, independent of what month we're in, we're still getting around 2,000 leads. Interesting. Matt, you okay. The uh, the really successful brokers kind of doing with their marketing is yeah they keep it equal but the messaging uh, tends to be a little bit different right the messaging and the winner is just like tantalizing a little bit here's some fun content that I can give you here's some value that I can feed back but then it changes in the summer it's send me your leads I'm interested in this let's are you ready to sell now that's a whole different message from Merry Christmas here's how to, like you said winterize your house something like that it's more of the value to the actual person it's not a sales time you know. Mm, that's interesting because statistically, a majority of people are going to know someone thinking about buying or selling probably in February, March, April timeframe. So don't be asking for the referrals October, November, December. I'll flip that upside down and say if you're the only one asking for the referrals and for their business October, November, December, you'll differentiate yourself. So I know you're right, Bert. I do see that in the messaging I get as well. I call it fluffy cat messaging. It's where you're just building your brand. You're showing love. You're not asking for anything. And then as time starts picking up, you start asking for it. So I would um, I would suggest that people get a little bit more proactive on doing face-to-face -face meetings. When your business is slower and you're not out servicing a buyer every day or you're not out going on listing presentations, get back to the old, old school tactics that work. Um, going to the book like Seven Levels of Communication by Michael Mayer. Go face-to-face. -face. Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Go meet with people. Go back to like grass your grassroots organic lead gen efforts within your sphere of influence. It all works. And that's a great opportunity for you to spend some face time in front of people that have been able to help you build your business. Agreed. Uh, so, Jeff, do you guys do any special events? Speaking of like getting face-to-face -face time, do you make an effort to create situations where you're getting in front of people, even just for recruiting, do you guys do anything special yeah, around so using the holidays as an excuse? One of the things we've we've had a lot of success with is doing charity events. And we started this about a year and a half ago, and we also use it for recruiting. So every quarter, someone from my real estate team can choose to sponsor or be the committee head for any charity that's important to them. So we've done like back to school drives where we raise money for school supplies. We've done JDRF, uh, Cancer Society, Humane Society, tons of different events. And we invite everyone in our database. We have about 200,000 people who bought, sold, referred, or registered on our website. And then we invite all of our recruiting candidates and we invite our team and we invite our team to invite anyone they want to invite. And so we usually get about 100, 150 people out to these events. But to us, it's a great way you know, to pay it forward by inviting them to help us sponsor an event that gets us outside of ourselves. It gets us on a different top, um, different dialogue. It's not just real estate. It's obviously in something bigger than ourselves and it's been really well received. Very cool. Why is different charity every time instead of picking one? So we could pick one. I get hit up as the leader of our team and several other businesses. I get hit up a lot to donate money to different charities and I want to help everyone. I'm a high I, I'm a 99 I, so I want to please everyone. And so my thought was why should I choose the charity that matters to me and force everyone into my charity? 
versus just allowing everyone to choose the charity that matters to them. And then I can use my businesses to help them support the charities that are important to them. And so it, it actually works a little better because I know everyone has different things that are important to them. So if I chose one charity and then just kept driving that same thing, a lot of our database might not be interested, but we found that as we change, we shift gears, we grab different demographics because the charity that we're supporting at that given time is more important to them than something else. Guess which one was the most well-received year to, year to date? We've done like six events. The Humane Society. I, I had to make fun of everyone there. I'm like, eh, who cares about humans dying? Let's just focus on the dogs that aren't even dying. They're just <laughs> sick or they're like, they don't have a house. I'm like, yeah, humans over. That's right. Like, yeah. I, teased, animals I are better everyone than people that was anyway. there. I was like, you guys haven't been to cancer. You haven't been to any of these other events. The dogs, dogs and cats. But it, <laughs> they need our love too. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, man. Okay. So, Jeff, let's talk about tech a little bit. So what does, uh, just just for anyone that's not familiar with Omaha's Elite, what, what's the main tech that kind of powers you guys? What's, what's your tech yeah, stack look like? So my real estate team, Omaha's Elite, we've got about 50 agents. We'll do over 700 sides this year. We did about 750 last year. And we have several key platforms. Um, first, from a lead gen standpoint and a CRM, our, our client relationship management software, we've had a lot of success with Boomtown. Um, I would recommend anyone listening, Boomtown's where you want to be. Boomtown, I went from 70 to 700 deals in six years using their platform. Then from a contract to close standpoint, we've been using Dotloop for the last three years, and we just a lot adopted their Dotloop for Teams product. It is incredible. It essentially has completely empowered us to be able to take a contract from contract all the way to close and use a fifth of the admin staff we would have had to have used to do 750 sides. So a lot of teams across the country have one admin every 150 deals. By using Dotloop for teams, I only have one admin every 400 deals. So ultimately, it's empowered me to treat the transaction like how a broker may treat it, where I can create expectations of what has to be turned in when a person initiates a contract. And then you can, there's tons of stuff you can do, and I won't get too deep into it. Maybe Bird could speak to it, but you can create to-dos, you can create reminders. At any given time, I can jump in and see how many deals do we have pending and where are each of those deals in the deal flow. The agents can log in at any point and see where the deal's at in the, in the deal flow. And it just makes everything so much easier and it's really inexpensive. And then the last one that I'd want to speak to is Sisu. Uh, we just adopted this new platform. It's sisu.co, sisu.co. And essentially, all these teams we see across the country um, are have certain expectations of how many calls, contacts, appointments, et cetera, they need to go on. But nobody has a central place where they're tracking all of that data. CSU allows you to jump on a simple app on your phone and log all those things. So whatever, as a team leader or an individual agent, you want to hold yourself accountable to, you can do that. But then they create all these really fancy dashboards and analytics and metrics to make sure that you're making the best decisions on how you're spending your time. So like from a return on investment standpoint, it'll even show you, and this is the only platform I've seen that does this, how much commission income you would have if you were able to close all of your hot leads or how much commission income you have pending right now or how much commission income you've earned this year. And then the last thing is gamification. So everybody like in our generation grew up with video games and you get little awards and you get points. And sometimes it seems like people like that more than commission checks. They love the attaboy, you know, especially me, words of affirmations, like my number one love language. If anyone wants to win me over, tell me you like the flat bill, not that you don't like the flat bill. So from a gamification standpoint, like team leaders can say, hey, whoever makes the most outbound calls this month gets a $20 gift card to Chipotle. And then it'll track who made, who's made the most calls or who's gone on the, on the most appointments. So if you guys aren't familiar with it, it's super inexpensive, like 30 bucks a person, uh, sisu.co. So those are the three main platforms, Boomtown, Dotloop, Sisu.
Very cool. And and Bert, like, what are you seeing in terms of uh, like other other teams out there getting their tech costs covered? Um, you know, is there any any interesting things you're like developments you're seeing in that world? Yeah, there's a there's a variety of different ways to handle the the cost. What I've seen most of them do, just like brokerages, is they'll have just flat tech fee um, that they're feeding out to their teams, right? Ten dollars a month, fifteen, twenty, whatever it is that you want, and all of your tech stack is involved in that. Then the leverage dot loop through our we have what's called a, a trusted service provider platform. Basically, any type of ancillary service you use, you can leverage that. Let's say your title company, whatever. You can leverage them and introduce them to the client through dot loop. And you obviously get a kickback from that title company. A lot of my team leads and a lot of my brokers end up making money off the platform. So they get not only their tech fee from their agent, but they get the kickback from the trusted service provider. And everybody's happy at the end of the day. They end up not really paying the platform at all. Yep. Matt, I've also seen transaction fees. So if you know you're going to spend an extra you know, $2,000 a month on Boomtown, Sisu, and Dotloop, just charge a couple extra transaction fees. I mean, honestly, it's not, it, it, you can cover it really quick. Yeah, that's, 200 bucks that's a, a month thing. in a transaction fee. Well, people it's, have no, and that, that's one of the things that I was really surprised by is just like, you, you think of transaction fees a lot of times as being maybe passable in bigger markets where you're already cutting your commission down to right. 5%. You're dealing with 40, 50, you know, $1,000 commission checks. Well, what's a, what's an extra 500 or $1,000? But you guys are charging... What is it? Is it six ninety nine and nine ninety nine? We do five ninety nine on buy sides and nine ninety nine on the sell. And the reason for yeah. that is always going to come back to value. So we also charge right. more commission than most teams. We always we try to get seven percent. Sometimes we take them at six, but we show the value. So the, the client understands if you're buying a BMW versus a Kia, there's a reason. There's more value in the BMW. But uh, the problem with real estate agents and brokers is they have done, had a very they haven't done a very good job at showing the value that they offer. So we use Dot Loop. We show them, hey, when you work with us. We, we have two full-time admin, but we're going to be taking you through this dot loop program. You're going to be able to see where your contract's at. Everything's e-signed. It's going to save you tons of time, tons of energy. There's no faxing or scanning documents back and forth or dropping contracts off. But because we offer all this extra value, we have, there's a cost associated to us. So it's going to cost you an extra 200 bucks to work with our team. But it's easy on the buy side. You just ask, you can negotiate that the seller covers that cost as part of the buyer's closing costs. So usually a buyer never feels that sting. One other thing I want to talk about as we get into the fourth quarter, um, there's also a re-emphasis or focus on how you want your team to be structured going into the following year. From a recruiting standpoint, the most agents that choose to jump ship are jumping ship when their business is slow. So October, November, December, I would say is the best time to recruit. And another thing that Dotloop has has done that's really awesome, we've had a lot of success with, is in the contracts with every agent we're entering in a, into a contract with, there's a little tag when they get the email from us, there's a little call to action that shows that all our team is hiring. So let's say I'm doing a deal with you, Matt, and you're at EXP in Omaha, and I send you a contract. In the contract I send you, there's going to be this little call to action to try to get you to join my team. And we have we drive people to our career page. If you guys want to check it out, go to omahaselite.com, click on About Us, and you'll see a little career option. There's a video. There's all the value out of what we offer people on our team. So that's been really awesome and a game changer for us as well. And I think it's really smart of Dotloop to offer that as, a, as an additional benefit in their program. It's really inexpensive. Cool. Very cool. All right. Well, let's close out with this. So any advice you have, Jeff, and we'll, we'll give Bird the last word on this based on what she's seen from the successful teams that they work with. What would you tell somebody that's, somebody that's thinking about starting a team, especially coming into the fourth quarter, this may be the time to start setting up plans for 2019? 
Yeah, you know, I was thinking about this in my meditation before coming on. I always want to bring you guys really high level content. And I was reminded of a time I, recently, I, I'm not, I don't drink. And I was at a gas station, was super tired. I was after, after a workout and I walked into their, their, their cooler, like some places that sell alcohol, you can like, walk, like, I don't know what places have this, but you can walk into like a giant cooler. So just for fun, I step into the cooler. I'm kind of crazy. And when I go to walk out of the cooler, I see a giant picture of that exact cooler. And I'm talking like a huge walk-in refrigerator. And on the picture, it showed exactly where they wanted all of their product to be stacked. This wasn't even product that the consumer was going to see. This is like their backup product that they bring out onto their floor. But they had a chart that showed exactly how they wanted all those items stacked so that when the employees would put more of the product out for the consumer, it was easy for them to find it. And it reminded me, inspect what you expect. If you want something to work a certain way, you have to create a system for that. If you want your agents making calls and tracking their calls and doing all these things, you have to check in to make sure they're doing it. But number one, and where I see a lot of leaders fail, is there's no roadmap ever created. They think that other people are going to be just like them, or they think the admin are going to figure it out. There's not a function of my business that I didn't one time do. I put the lock boxes on. I delivered the signs. I did the marketing. I did the flyers. I did the ad spend. I showed the houses. I opened the doors. I wrote the contracts. I did everything at one point. And so as I leveraged my business and took steps away from the things that were taking me too much time and not getting me a positive return on my investment, I was able to give myself more time doing things that drove higher returns to my bottom line. But I also could always revisit the smaller functions that I had leveraged. I knew exactly the expectations to hold with those individuals. And that's been a huge game changer. And I know there's a lot of people today going, oh, crap, that's probably something I need to work more on. And that's totally fine. Take the fourth, fourth quarter to work on some of those systems and creating those expectations and then hold your people accountable to those. Yeah, that's right. Bird, how about you? What do you see? What, what, what would you like to see, let's put it that way, in teams that are just starting out, if you could help them lay a good foundation that will set them up so that they don't have as much restructuring and kind of re, re, revamping things three or four years into their team, how do you wish the teams would start and lay a better foundation when they first get started? Yeah, I definitely want to echo a little bit about what Jeff said with having the plan, but a lot of these really large teams or really large brokerages I'll sit down with the broker and ask them about their plan and they'll tell me all about it. And inevitably, they're not communicating this to their agents when they're doing recruiting, when they're doing any kind of just check-in meetings, that sort of things. So a lot of brokers and, and agents, I think they do have a plan, right? They, they have it, but it's all kind of up here. I encourage you to not only write it down, but have it in some sort of format that you can share with your agents so they understand the expectations better. Nine times out of 10, when agents are leaving and we're seeing this restructuring happening, it's because of communication issues. They didn't know what their expectations were. They weren't really in on what the game plan is. If you've got this big vision you're going after, this is a perfect time to do it, but make sure that everyone knows your big vision. Make sure they understand and they're just as excited about it as you are. You're much more likely to have people buy in when they understand what it is you're trying to do in the first place. So with Dotloop, a lot of times we, we have the main platform for the team leader and we kind of have everybody below it they need to use this more of a communication tool than they would before. Um, so now we're allowing people to kind of text back and forth through the platform and tracking that. And then we're showing the team lead at the end of the month, like here's all the communication that's been happening and trying to coach them a little bit more on here's how your communication could be better. Here's what you could do to make sure your consumers understand what you're looking for, that sort of thing. So I really just think communication is the issue. You know, if you have a plan, that's great, but everybody else has to know your plan to get excited too. Yep. Love it. I love it. All right. Awesome. Well, Bert, how do people find out more and, and learn about Dot Leap, especially not just for individuals, but for teams? 
Great. Uh, so they can just go to dotloop.com slash teams. There's a little button on there to request a demo. You click that, we'll have someone reach out to you. Anyone watching this podcast today, we're actually going to waive our setup fees. We have a $600 setup fee that everyone has to pay so we can get your team structure, get them all trained, get all your forms and your task and your admin in there. And we're going to go ahead and waive that whole $600 fee for you. All you got to do is mention the podcast. Awesome. Wow, that's a Very great deal. Cool. I didn't get that deal. We're going to have to revisit my contract. <laughs> that's right. All right, Jeff. That's an awesome deal. And I guess I can't. I can't say enough about Dotloop. I've, we've had a ton of success, and we were on DocuSign for five years previous. So if you haven't taken this opportunity, this is a great time to start learning how to transition over into the Dotloop product and be ready to rock and roll in January. Um, I wanted to throw out also, we just added Jeff's business plan. We're giving away for free. It used to be part of our Google Drive. That costs $1,000. So if you want access to my free business plan, you may choose to start implementing some of those strategies going into Q1. Go to EliteRealEstateSystems.com and it'll drop down right there for you. Also, if you want to learn more about Dotloop or Sisu or Boomtown, I have links for you for all of those companies at Jeff's, uh, what is it, Jeff'sFavoriteTools.com, or you can just go to EliteRealEstateSystems.com and click on resources. So JustFavoriteTools.com will give you links as well to all of these different companies that we've talked about. Also, I have a discount for our workshop. We host a workshop every month in Omaha. It's coming up on October 22nd, and then we have one on November 12th. Anyone listening to today's podcast, I'm going to give you 50% off. It's usually $3,000. You get to come for $1,497. Bring a guest. You'll get access to the $1,000 Google Drive for free, and you'll be added to our Facebook page. Use half off OCT or half off NOV, depending on if you're coming in October or November, and you can sign up on that again at our website, EliteRealEstateSystems.com. Click on Workshop. Cool. And then for the podcast itself, uh, make sure to leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever your favorite platform is. Uh, if you enjoyed a particular guest episode, like if you really enjoyed today's episode with Bird, make sure to give her a public shout-out. Thank her for her time and uh, for kind of contributing to the show and, and giving back to the real estate community when you leave your review. That would be awesome. Trying to get to triple-digit reviews by the end of the year, only like 30-some more to go. We're so close. 30 of you right now should drop everything that you're doing, disregard every appointment, <laughs> Don't go on that listing appointment. Don't call the caller back. Go right now and leave a review for the it team. It literally will take 10 seconds, you guys. You can do it while exactly. you're driving to your appointment. Just be safe. Exactly. It's it's, it's a, your chance to get started with the wonderful world of leverage. Have somebody else make those calls and go on those appointments. You leave us a rating and a review. All right, guys. Have thank you else, so much. Have someone else leave us the rating or the review if you want. Just make sure they do five. That stars. is also a wonderful experiment in leverage. <laughs> Just don't let your Filipino VA do it. Uh, let's, let's have an English speaker leave a review on iTunes. <laughs> That's awesome. Great All job, right, Bird. Thank you again, Matt. That was awesome. Great podcast. All right. Bye. Thank you so much, everybody, for watching. We appreciate it. Thank you, Bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah.